You're listening to Medically Unbiased. Unbiased. Offering an unbiased discussion about all things medical. See? An unbiased opinion. Medically speaking? Yeah. Medically Unbiased. Hello and welcome back to Medically Unbiased, the show that has not been really forthcoming with data, although we have been forthcoming with data, we just haven't done it in a timely fashion because we've been busy taking care of COVID patients. That's what we do here on Medically Unbiased. We talk about COVID patients. We take care of COVID patients. We get yelled at by other people who take care of COVID patients. Um, so we got a lot in store for you today. We're going to talk about a previous podcast I've had that, uh, might not have been totally accurate at a nurse that I spoke to a while back. And she had told me some stories about how, uh, the hospital was withholding data. I've gotten reports from the hospital that that's actually not true. And I've got reports from other nurses that said that's not true. She's, uh, she's manipulated the truth. So I apologize, and, but we'll, we'll discuss that. We're going to also talk about the lockdown um, and a thing called the Great Barrington Declaration, which is a group of, well, a bunch of people, 38 plus thousand people have signed this document, and that's just the medical professionals that have signed it and the scientists that are talking about how the, what the negative effects are of the lockdown. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the vaccine and if people are going to get it, if they want to get it, the healthcare professionals. And we're going to talk about uh, some of the negative effects when it comes to kids and abuse and the things that are happening in the world that the media doesn't want to really bring up. So welcome, Ron, to the show. What's up, Ron? Hey, what's up, buddy? Not much, man. It's been uh, busy, freaking busy. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> You've been the same, right? Because... Everyone's full of COVID. Like all the hospitals are got a bunch of COVID patients, right? Yeah, we're going on what uh, fourteen days or so from Thanksgiving. Yeah, actually, a little over fourteen, fifteen, sixteen days from Thanksgiving. And uh, yeah, the numbers seem to be increasing a little bit. So, do you think that Thanksgiving had anything to do with it? Um, or is that just a no. coincidental time frame? I mean. I, w- I, I don't know. I, I don't know if Thanksgiving specifically had anything to do with it or if it was just an increased amount of getting together or going through, you know, going grocery shopping, you know, people gathering in a lot of places that, you know, you normally wouldn't have right over the weekend kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I mean, the the correlation represents that something happened 14 days ago. Yeah. Right. So we didn't have this huge spike. We've been having spikes, but it, you know, it's comes and goes, you know, I, like we mentioned this on the podcast uh, last, I don't know, a couple podcasts ago mm-hmm. about when Vegas was getting the heat, you know, we were coming out of like um, March, April, and we started really seeing spike the numbers spike in May and June. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we kind of correlated that, or at least our discussions where we were correlate correlating that with 
the air conditioning system, going into cars with AC, going into restaurants with air conditioning, right. going into places that had the windows closed, not open airflow, that kind of thing. Right. You know, because me and you, we've never really been full believers of the safety of a mask. No, I mean, I think it's a false a false safety. I think it provides people with the idea that they're instantly protected from yeah. an airborne. I believe this is an airborne virus. No one's talking about it being airborne. Well, I say nobody. There are certain people talking about it being airborne, but the vast majority of people think that it's droplet, and then the people talking the loudest about it have no idea what the difference between droplet and airborne and you know, yeah, a matchbox car. They have no, they think it's all the same. And then like, I've had people argue with me about, um, Sturgis. You know, oh yeah. That, that, was, that was a that super was, spreader event. It was super spreader. There was people everywhere licking doorknobs and causing havoc. And they felt, and I, I, I had to reiterate to them and say, listen, Sturgis was in August. Right. This is, this is December. Yeah. Or We're months November. past that. And the reports early on that Sturgis was a problem have been debunked by numerous people and have shown that there was absolutely no super spreader event at Sturgis. Now, what is it? South Dakota mm-hmm. has spiked, Okay, which if we looked at data for Australia, mm-hmm. they had two spikes themselves. Yeah. Remember the, but their, their weather's opposite of ours. Right. So right. in March, it was their fall. Right. Right. And so, our but the thing about was their winter. The thing that we don't, we in America, I say we because I live in the U.S. So we as U.S. citizens are all upset about lockdowns. And we're going to talk about lockdowns in a minute. But lockdowns here in the U.S. are nothing like lockdowns anywhere else. So Taiwan, for instance, a man left his hotel room to get some fresh air, he literally walked out the door of his hotel room, stood in front of the door, and then walked back in. Now, the fresh air is a relative term because it wasn't air that was in his room. It was air that was in the hallway. He was outside for 10 seconds. He was fined $3,000, the equivalent of $3,000 in Taiwanese money, the, I guess the American equivalent. Now, he's not a U.S. citizen, but that's their lockdown. Imagine that, being locked into your home I mean, we're we're fighting for lockdowns, and there's people op- wanting to reopen restaurants and reopen schools, which I think is important. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that people are fighting for in the U.S. because of our our Bill of Rights and our freedom and our constitutional rights. But these other places that have seen literal death have done nothing to prevent people from getting it later. What they've done is stopped it now, and then they've locked everyone down and shut them in to a box. And people are going insane, but they're finding you three. Imagine being in your house and you just step outside to, you know, look at a bird in the sky or remember what the grass looked like. And you get a slap with a $3,000 fine. Yeah. That wouldn't fly in the U S I mean, there, there would be, we're talking, you know, people are talking about fighting for their rights. Holy cow. That would be brutal. Even, even the left wing people would be upset about that one. It it wouldn't fly, but it, it, but it is happening. It happened in Australia early on. I mean, that's what I'm saying is there, when you compare those two, you're talking about severe lockdowns. Yeah. But like, I think also what is happening in the United States 
which is not necessarily, you know, I, I, I feel it's the same equivalent of walking outside your door and then being slapped with a $3,000 fine is people trying to have their businesses stay open. Right. People defying the governments uh, or the, the governors, not the government. Let's be very clear. This is not coming down from federal government. Right. This is coming from state and local officials that are putting these fines on these, on these, these businesses or telling these businesses to stay, you know, you can't stay open. You have to close your doors at 10 o'clock because COVID comes out at night. (laughs) That's right. They had a 10 PM curfew and uh, I didn't know COVID was a nocturnal. So I was not aware of this. I mean, uh, Texas is Republican run, Mm -hmm. but you know, yeah, not to get into political part of it, but they're, they're at 10 PM lockdown in Texas, uh, California. Wow. Yeah. California is definitely 10 PM. So, and then the other thing that what's really interesting about COVID and what it, what it doesn't like or what it doesn't exist in. So COVID exists in restaurants, okay, but it doesn't exist in a tent outside of the restaurant. (laughs) I've seen that picture. So, so you can be, you can't be inside, but you can be inside outside. <laughs> That's what the picture right? says. It's so funny because you can be inside a tent outside of the business next to the business. That's inside the business. That's outside. As long as it's not past 10 PM, you're good to go. Right. So right now, not, none of it, hold on, yeah. but none of it is science-based. That's none what I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. There's nothing. Right now is a really difficult time in the world for rational thinking individuals. This is a very difficult. Now for those that are willing to just go with the flow and not swim upstream or across stream, they just do what the, everyone else does. The cattle, if you will, simple times. Oh, we will just function. Mm. Science isn't that way. Science doesn't work that way. So science is well known for being counter to the the status quo right so um i think it was george bernard shaw years ago he said all great truths begin as blasphemies so if you're lying people think you're lying it eventually essentially becomes truth you know yeah um if i remember galileo there's a quote from galileo uh let me find it here oh yeah it says in questions of science, the authority of a thousand is not worth the humble reasoning of a single individual. So think That's, about that. It's pretty yeah. profound. You know what I mean? Because when you're thinking about what's happening in the world right now and what's going on, so there's one or two people that are saying, no, the lockdowns are bad. Why would you continue to do this? You know, And there's a bunch of people, the, the, we've talked about the medical mob, coming for you, the Twitter mob, the different mobs. Yeah. They're saying, no, you got to do this. You got to do it this way. And this is how it happens. Uh, that's a problem. <laughs> maybe, maybe some of these people are right. You know, why are we not discussing it? Why are we not advocating for, maybe there needs to be more open discussion about stuff. Well, even if there, even if there was open discussion about things, mm-hmm. everything is being censored. If it's if it's not meeting 
the agenda of whatever, mm-hmm. like if, if it's not, if you're not the cat, if you're, listen, I, there was a really good commercial. I think it was, uh, it was like Audi or Jeep or one of those commercials where the guy sees the bird flying. All the birds are flying to the left, but there's one bird that's flying in between them going the opposite way. Okay. Like if you're that one person going the opposite way, it'll never be heard. No, no one will hear of it. Well, someone will hear of it after the other birds all die. <laughs> you're alive. <laughs> you're the only one there. And they're like, what did you do differently? Well, I flew in the opposite direction. Yeah. Cause I wasn't flying towards the, you know, the trouble. So that, that, that's what has been, that, that has what has been very difficult for me especially if your Twitter feed or Facebook feed or anything from social media goes, if you're, if it feels that you're one way looking, then it's going to point you in that one way direction. And if it feels that if there was something out there that was looking the opposite way, you would never see it. Right. To even give yourself that opinion of, of doubt. Right. And say, maybe I've been thinking about this all wrong. I think what's nice about our podcast or your podcast with with Medically Unbiased is that, first off, we're unbiased, right? (laughs) Well, I mean, I think we look at both. I think we do look at both both sides of the argument. Yeah, we throw throw up both sides, but we talk about a lot of different things. It's not just one-sided. That's science, uh, though. That's how science works. Right. And that, yeah, and that's how, that's how the conversation needs to start off with a conversation. You may have, listen, Tyler, if you're, if you have an opinion of one thing mm-hmm. and I don't believe it, then we can sit here and say, okay, let me tell you why I feel it's this way. And you can say, well, this is why it's this way. And then maybe one of us might even change our minds. Absolutely. Well, so you got to remember that consensus, the idea of consensus is not a scientific thought process. We're looking at it that way now. I say we as society is fighting to say, well, the consensus of the majority of the individuals and the scientists are saying that masks work or they're saying that social distancing is the way to go. And that's the consensus, right? So we've found a consensus and we're going to move with that. We're going to move forward with that. But that's not, that's not science. That's politics. So yeah, political realms work. That's why this has become so political because we're looking for a consensus, and a consensus in a in a vote in the Senate or a vote in the House of Representatives is the majority rule. That's consensus. Science is not majority rule. Science is I'm right. Like I'm right, and this is why I'm right, and I can prove that I'm right by doing this, 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 and then other people should try and prove you wrong. That's not what we're doing here. And we haven't been looking at the right things either, but that's another topic for another day. I mean, well, yeah, like, you know, my, my wife was just bringing up like, you know, how do we not know? And everything that needs to be known about COVID, how do we not know this? How do we not know that it's airborne or it's droplet? Like, why haven't we found out exactly what's going on with this disease? Why is it taking a year to still have no answers about COVID. Well, here's a great question. That's, that's a great segue into the vaccine, right? This is the first vaccine ever, ever created for a coronavirus. 
Yeah. It's the first RNA-based vaccine ever created. Are you going to be first in line to take that vaccine? No. No. I think I said no. I think we've brought it up hypothetically. Yeah. Because we weren't sure if it was coming out. It was all talk and hype and Trump said it was and then everyone said it wasn't. And so we weren't really sure. But, you know, there's always the possibility, right? There's always been the possibility that it was going to come out. So and there's people that are already getting vaccinated, by the way. My hospital is vaccinating nurses and staff currently. Are they really? Yeah. I haven't heard anything at my hospital. I, I, I haven't heard that. I, but I haven't been there. I, I've been off. Oh, okay. I've been away. But here's the thing, though. Even if it's available, I mean, do we really want to put a frontline worker in the... Uh, we, do we really want to put a front line? Do we want to wipe? Listen, okay, let's say that the vaccine is, I think Pfizer's saying it's 90% effective. Yeah. Is that what you're hearing? That's what I'm hearing, yeah. So that means... AstraZeneca was 80%, but then they found out that if they give half a dose in the beginning and the full dose in the second dose, like three months apart or six weeks apart, I can't remember what the time frame was, but then it was more effective if you only take half the dose in the beginning... But then there's side effects to the, everything, and no one really truly knows what the side effects are. I read an article the other day that four people, which what does that mean? So if they say four people had Bell's palsy from this, and nobody really knows what causes Bell's palsy anyway. It just happens. But so four people, well, is that four out of six people that got it? Or is that four? I mean, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. Is that four out of yeah. 100,000 people that got it? Because that's a different number. But they it only they number. only report like the fearful shit. This is the whole problem I've had with all of this. You know, like Johns Hopkins right now talks about the death rate. And we talk about COVID infection rates, right? And we can go mm-hmm. over the PCR data because that's a mess too. But the COVID infection rates are jumping. We talk about the rates have jumped today. More people are infected. You know, world's coming to an end. Lock your doors. You won't live through this pandemic. Yet America is a 1.9% death to infection rate, not death to population. That's just pure death to infection rates. 1.9%. We are in the middle, right? Belgium is uh, a 2.9% case fatality rate. Uh, Who's even worse? Bosnia is 3.3. Iran's 4.7. And those numbers obviously will be lower if you if you extrapolate that with death per population. Oh yeah, by far. Because by you're far. only talking fifteen million infected patients that you're talking about versus the three hundred almost three hundred thousand deaths in the US, right? And that's a lot of people. I get it. I'm not dismissing there's been deaths. I'm absolutely not thinking those people didn't that I don't think they deserve to die. God, it's horrible that three hundred thousand people have died. Yeah. Right? That's not a good thing. It's a horrible thing that it happened. However, it happened. So we need to then look now to the future to determine what what does that mean for us as a society and what are the true numbers? And we're only comparing it to the 15.8 million infected. That's bullshit. That's an unfair comparison because we haven't even compared. You got to compare it to the population of people. You have to. You can't just be like, well, 
two out of three people got it. I only tested three people and two people had it. So now you're going to just extrapolate that data and make it plausible that of that number, 66% of the entire population has it. Yeah, it's, that's not fair. And not everybody's going to catch COVID. No, but again, why aren't we testing the people that have been exposed numerous times and have like, there's nurses and doctors. We, we all know them that have been exposed a boatload of times to patients and have not been infected. So my concern about taking the virus would be taking the, if they taking the antibody. Uh, oh, excuse me. Yeah, take no. I don't want to take the virus. Like <laughs> you should. I'm going to take the virus. Cyrus the virus. So my my concern about getting the 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 shot mm-hmm. would be if everybody in the medical field that you know, because the big concern right now is you know, are they going to make it mandatory? Which I don't think they can. But are they? Mm-hmm. Question mark. Right. And if everybody took it, not knowing what the true side effects and long term effects is, we have no idea what that's going to be like. Right. Could you potentially wipe out or or make your first line workers vulnerable for potential side effects one day to six months to one year down the line? You could, but they're going to make it, they're going to make you, you'll be able to choose whether you take it or not. You'll be able to choose whether you have the, like, they're not going to mandate this, right? Well, that's, it's it's a little tongue in cheek. So just bear with me. I'm being a little sarcastic here. Yeah. You're going to be able to refuse it. If you're a healthcare worker, you'll be like, I am not taking that at all. And they'll say, cool, you don't work here anymore. (laughs) You can choose not to take it. You just won't have a job. You're going to have to take it. And teachers, I'm sorry. I know you want kids to die. Well, okay, not die. I know you want them to be abused. I know teachers unions want children to be abused because that's how they're treating kids right now. I get it. I mean, you guys care about yourselves more than the children. See, nurses, we care about our patients more than ourselves. Cops, police officers care about them, you know, their population and the people they're protecting more than themselves. Teachers unions, however, they don't care about kids. Not so much. They only care about themselves. So you guys are going to also probably have to, you know, I'm sorry, step up to the bat and take the take the, the shot. You're going to have to get a shot in the arm, people. You know, you're going to you're going to have to build up some antibodies by getting some a little bit of retroviral, you know, RNA in your system. You know, I know you're thinking, oh, cool, we'll keep kids out of school forever. No, I have to go back. We're safe. Yeah, it's, it's it's horrible, dude. It's a mess. It's horrible. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. We're we're right close to Mexico, right? And Mexico has a mortality rate of nine point two percent. So everyone in the U.S. is bitching and moaning about the numbers going does, up. You know what? That um, not not to we're not. I'm not changing subjects, but just to talk <laughs> about that. That doesn't surprise me because I can see the numbers here in Nevada. But no, here's if the you're question: Hispanic. If you're Hispanic, if yeah. you're overweight, if you have diabetes, if you have some kind of comorbidity, mm-hmm. you're in trouble. No, I Especially I totally being agree. Hispanic, I mean, those numbers are way higher. I agree. Here's here's the here's the thing. <laughs> what they haven't compared, what they haven't compared, is, I'm sorry, they've compared it, but 
they, it's a mistake, in my opinion, because there's been 113,000 people have passed away in Mexico, but they've only tested 1.23 million people. We've tested 15.8 million people. Got it. Okay, so you're going by the 9% That's off what of- John Hopkins has on their website. So when yeah, Johns Hopkins... Yeah, you can't... I mean, there's a lot more people in Mexico than 1.23 million. There's a lot more what, is, what does that come out to, though? I mean, how many people are... Well, I need to look it up. Because the reality of it is, at least we know that we know the death part. So now we just... I'd like to do the, the percentage with the total population. That at least gives me a little better idea of where they compared, like, say, to the United States. Oh, okay. So the Mexican population is 126.2 million as of 2018 of the of the country of Mexico. And their death number was 113,019 people. So that's like 1%. Right. That's kind of right in line with us, us and everywhere else. So yeah. we're 300,000 deaths. Well, 295,450 deaths. And we have a population of 330 or 40 million people in the U S yeah. Now, okay. nobody's nobody else has even talked about not just the death rate, but the population of people within the death. So we screwed up. We locked down. This whole lockdown thing is bonkers. We've locked down, but when we locked down, we locked fucking everybody down. Yeah. We should have just been protecting the at-risk people. From the beginning. From the beginning. We should have been protecting the elderly patients. Protect them... Yes, at all costs. But, you know, I watched a video today where United Airlines kicked off a family because their two-year-old daughter couldn't keep her mask on her face. So they wouldn't let him fly. Are you kidding me? Low She's risk. two. Like the lowest risk possible. She's not even, she can't even be a carrier, let alone a spreader. We've shown that. The data is available. But remember, sheep versus thinkers. It's a really difficult time right now. For people who critically think. It's a really difficult time for rational individuals. It's, I mean, the rational people are upset. And they're having a hard time functioning. Because it doesn't make sense. I had a friend ask on Facebook. Why can I go to Home Depot. And that person can be protected by a thin plexiglass screen. And see and check out two or three hundred people. But I can't go to my hairdresser and get my haircuts when they're not and we're both wearing masks and they're not even looking at me they're behind me yeah none, of it, facing none each other. of it makes no sense it it's not scientific no i understand the science the science is missing from the equation and i think that needs to come back into it and that's why the barrington project uh they really did well in discussing the ramifications of that and we'll discuss that here in a minute when we come back from break Medically unbiased. All right, man, we're back. Back to medically unbiased. Talking about all things COVID, all things lockdown, 
all things teachers unions that hate kids. I say that a little tongue in cheek, but I kind of feel that way a little bit because the rest of us are caring for COVID patients and they're not even wanting to deal with the high, like the lowest risk population. They don't. And the reason I say this, there's a reason I'm saying all this. Okay. Is because here, the kids that are not being helped are the ones that are, it's frustrating to me because as a medical professional, I want, I don't want people hurt or harmed or damaged in any way. And right now, we are seeing a spike, a rise. We've seen it all year. It's called the unintended consequences of this lockdown. Child abuse is on the rise in a big way. People are stuck at home. And I'm not, I am definitely not advocating for or defending the people who are doing this. What's happened though, the psychology behind this is that moms and dads have lost their jobs because we shut the country down, they shut the economy down, they're stuck at home, and they're taking their frustrations out on the people closest to them, and that's their children. Yeah. So Unfortunate. Yeah. So spousal abuse is high on the rise. Child abuse is a huge on the rise. And 50%, uh, I think the recent numbers were 50% of all the calls that are coming in are coming from children like never before to the rape and abuse hotlines. Mm. So they're coming from the kids. Well, before, here's the funny thing, a funny odd, not funny ha-ha. The funny thing about this, the weird thing about this, is that the reports of child abuse from people, not children, are lower. Teachers are the number one reporters of child abuse. Why? Because they are in close proximity to children on a regular basis. They see these kids every day and they build great relationships with these children. So they can kind of tell if there's something off. If little Johnny or little Julie is not acting appropriate or they're hiding something. They, they're the first ones. They're mandatory reporters just like we are. But I don't see pediatric people. I don't. I don't see pediatric patients. I see adult patients, like geriatric patients. So I'm very offended that the children are being abused and it's at the behest or the, the willingness of the teachers' unions to say, oh, well, you know, we don't want to get COVID, so we're protecting ourselves. And to hell with you kids. That's how I'm reading it. Maybe, maybe I'm overly dramatic, um, and I've been I've been accused of that. No, before. No, I don't think so. I mean, even nursing, even some nursing, uh, nursing states or whatever you want to call it, have unions themselves. Yes, right. And there's there's not a there's not a union for nursing that's uh, is sitting here going, don't go to work because you're high risk. Like nobody's saying that from the nursing standpoint, I don't even think anybody is saying it from a grocery store worker who I would think would be even more at high risk of catching something than a school teacher. Yes. I dealing, dealing with little kids. Well, the grocery store clerks dealing with random people. 
Yeah. Random adults. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So random adult people that are high, that that are at a higher risk of catching COVID from adults than you would from five, six, seven year old kids. Maybe you can have that argument if you were dealing with say, I don't know, high school kids, maybe. But the problem is if we look at the data, if we look at the, you know, who's catching it, it's mm-hmm. not so much the children at all. It's very, no, it's very 80 and older are the highest risk population by far. There are 85% of the deaths have happened in that population. So you're talking 85% of 300,000 people and we've, it's all been the elderly that have died. And yet we didn't protect the elderly. And I'm not saying masks don't work. I'm saying the way we are doing masks is freaking ridiculous because one person's wearing a single layer of fabric over their face, like a neck gaiter kind of thing that you would wear to do landscaping to keep your you know, body cool or warm, depending on like a scarf, essentially. That's appropriate. And also as a surgical mask and also as an N95 and then also as a complete and 100% respirator. That's all. Each one of those things is fine as long as they're wearing it. I saw pictures of a band in a high school with masks that had holes in them so they could play out of their fucking instruments and blow air out of the trumpet and the saxophone. Yeah. that Come on, people. It's gotten out. It's just stupid. Like, the mask thing is dumb. And and who, why hasn't anybody said... To, to say the private the private schools right they're right now in Nevada if you, if you want to pay you, and put your kid in private school you can go to school those kids are going to school right so who is this hurting this is hurting the poor this is hurting you know minority groups that don't have the money to do this so we're fighting for equality in this country right now everyone's upset about everything and yet we're allowing schools to just be closed like it's not a problem and we're allowing private schools to be open. to open and function because somebody's spending money into that school and and they demand that their child go to school well if their children can go to school why can't my child my children your children why can't they go to school Yeah. You know, listen, I'm sorry if the state has to think outside the box on this one, which is okay. Let's say that the teachers union is holding up a lot of this. So let's think outside the box. Why you you have the children going in on zoom calls with the teacher, right? Why can't the teacher zoom into the classroom when they're all in their classroom? Why can't the teacher zoom in? You have younger teacher aides assisting with the children in the school, the children can still have a child can still have a one-on-one conversation with a teacher. If it's a teacher that is in the higher risk 
age. Well, I'm that's fine. I, there's there's options there. I'm saying that like there, mo- I don't there's believe options that can be, but nobody's talking about it. But right, you're right. It's again group think. This is very difficult for rational people right now. It's very difficult for rational people to function. I believe that there are teachers, physical teachers, that are desperately want to teach. I think they fucking hate Zoom calls. I don't think the majority of teachers themselves like teaching via internet it's not fun i don't think they have the same connection that they have with their kids i don't think the kids are learning the same thing i think many kids are failing from studies i've read the the failure rate or the non-passing rate is going to be higher this year than any year in the past um and again the abuse rate is high and i think teachers are upset about that it's the teachers unions that are controlling this and dictating this fiat of no school so the world health organization has found that there's 1.5 billion children worldwide not in school 1.5 billion yeah that's horrible globally and but i think i think though if if there are teachers out there that want to teach then how come i don't we don't we're not hearing them Speak up. No, I, Speak well, mind. because they're afraid of the union, right? I mean, I spoke up about masks and I had and had how many people come after me on Twitter. There's a nurse in Oregon who made a TikTok video last week, and she said that she lets her daughter play with the friends, and she and this woman, this nurse, said she doesn't wear a mask. She was fired from her job for a TikTok video for doing what she does in per, in her own personal life. A physician in Oregon, again, this is Oregon, but still, a physician wasn't wearing a mask in his office, and he did not require his office employees to wear a mask. He had his medical license revoked. That's huge. I'm telling you, if you push against the fucking, the thought police, the people with the dictate the powerful and the power hungry groups that are coming for you based on their control and their thought about what we do as a group. You got to do it this way. This way is the only right way to do it. If you do it wrong, we're going to ruin your life. We're taking everything you've ever worked for. We're taking your business. We're taking your career. We're taking your license to do and practice and function. Wait a minute. Like that's why there's reports of, violence happening in different places all around the country because there's a bar i guess in new york city that wanted to open and they said no you can't open because it was that city but two blocks away they were open like people were going in and out of different places so then this bar said okay we'll just socially distance and we'll do our thing they said no 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 no. you can't even open so they put cops or sheriff's department people in front of this place and the guy couldn't get into the building He's like, wait a minute, this is my restaurant, this is my business, this is my bar and my restaurant. They cited him with $30,000 in fines. So yeah, not only will we shut you down, but then we'll take everything you own and we'll squash you. And then we were, early in this pandemic, we let people out of freaking prison. We let convicts out of prison because we were afraid they would get COVID. That's how scared of this shit we were. We were like, oh, well, okay, we don't want you to die because of COVID even though you may have done something wrong or illegal. So we're going to let you out. But we're going to arrest a guy on a paddleboard in fucking California by himself in the middle of the ocean 
he got tackled by two police officers. A boat came and made him go into shore, and he got arrested. He was not around anybody. He was by himself, but because he didn't listen to the to the masses, he was on a paddleboard in the in the water away from everybody, socially distanced. He gets arrested, putting him in closer proximity to other people. It just doesn't make sense. Like I can go on and on about the insanity of the rational thinker because it it doesn't make sense. These teachers need to be teaching, and the, but the problem is the teachers that want to speak up will be in trouble by the executives in the school or the teachers union and they could lose their career. It's yeah. not like they have a they probably don't have much money in any now cuz they're not working. They don't make oh, they're it. They're all working. Te- teachers don't make it well they're working but from home. Yeah, that's true. Teachers don't make a ton of money though, right? No, the, the teachers are way make- underpaid. Yeah, the some teachers like kindergarten teachers are making like well, here in Nevada, they're making like 60000 a year. Okay. So I guess that's not horrible. Could be working no. at McDonald's making twenty five. Now they're making 60000 and not dealing with children, and they're sitting on a Zoom call with them, and okay. once they're done with them, they're done. I understand. No, they're, I, I'm, I, I have a hard time. See, my argument or my th- feelings maybe my argument is that you know these teachers that are supposed to be fighting and being advocates for these children are not necessarily being any advocates for anybody but themselves you know maybe some of these teachers are quite content on staying on zoom calls well maybe Uh, there is there's probably a big group of them that feels that way pretty sweet deal when you're sitting there you know on a zoom call in your living room wearing your pajamas Right, having to, having to deal with children that you know when you can't co- handle. Are you saying your coffee and, cups filled with bourbon? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> maybe because no one's smelling your breath. <laughs> I have I I have a son in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. He, he, we purposely we knew that his school wasn't going to be. Okay. We knew that his school was not going to be. You know, he couldn't go to school. Okay. So we pulled him out of that school and put him into another school that was, and this school was a charter school that was only online. It had only been online for 20 years, meaning it was a school that was, that's what they did. They're dedicated to online school. They know how to run an online school. That's their function. Correct. Now, was it an online school out of necessity prior to COVID, meaning kids that really couldn't handle in school distractions and in school other kids, you know, or kids that have a, that have a drive or purpose or, you know, like one of my friends, her daughter's a gymnast is in gymnastics. Okay. And she's a, an an elite gymnast. So she, she goes to this online school. Well, because she's in the gym all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So this online school allows her to do her schoolwork on her own time. There's not teachers every five seconds like they are currently now. Right. They, a kid has to be strapped at their desk or at, at their desk in their office or whatever, in their bedroom, wherever they're sitting with their computer for eight hours a day. Right. They can get it done on their own time. Well, That's- my son, he's not, he, he needs that interaction with the teacher. He needs his friends. Yeah. Not he everyone needs, learns that way. You need some people learn. There's a tactile learning function. There's a face to face learning. And some people can read the data and learn it themselves. 
he is the kind of kid that just needs the people around him. Yeah. And he absolutely hates this online school, hates it. Even though I've said to him a million times that it's not going to be any different if you were in the brick and mortar school having to sit in front of your computer literally for eight hours in a day from say nine to three or six hours in a day from nine to three. He would prefer to be able to log into a class, see his friends, see his teacher and have interaction that way than to just read uh, YouTube videos. Cause a lot of the, a lot of this online stuff is okay. Kids go to YouTube, you know, right. we've, we've copied and pasted a YouTube, Mr. J's math. I mean, it's good stuff. Yeah. There's great data out there, but I didn't realize that the teachers aren't teaching anymore. They're just giving it. I, Cause my son is, he's what, well, th- this online school, that's what grade, I think, he sees grade. a teacher. He'll see all his teachers in his class once a week for an hour for each of them. So let's say there's five teachers. Okay. So he'll, there's five hours. We'll say, up up to five hours of of interaction with a teacher. That's okay. it. Okay. See, but it's not, not anymore. So I can't even tell you what happens here, and that's horrible. But I don't know. I'm gone all day. I leave at seven. The yeah, kid, but your wife expresses her concerns with she it. does. Like I've said to other people, at least when she's mad, I know it wasn't me. <laughs> when I come home and my wife is very upset. I I don't even feel it's like I don't have a guilty conscience because I'm like I'm like oh what are, what did I do like I don't even worry anymore because I know it wasn't me it's the school or the kids are fighting school or she's a we are not teachers dude I'm not a teacher I'm not I'm a doer not a teacher yeah I don't know how to teach my kid there's a great video out there where this guy is like yelling at his kid it's a fake kid but he's doing this you know representation of what it I have five apples. I take three apples. How many apples do I have? And the kid goes, three, because the dad's holding three fucking apples. And the Mm. dad's trying to explain there's like two left on the table. And they start arguing back and forth. And the kid starts crying. He's like, but there's three apples in your hand. Like, So you have to be a teacher to get that, to understand the discussion and how to present the information. Because as, as parents, we know what we want, but we don't know how to present it, right? We know how to do the work. A lot of the work we know how to do. Some parents and, are like, I don't know how to do yeah, that. Yeah, and I, I'm sure there's teachers out there that are sitting here going, ha ha, now you know how we feel. Well, I didn't want to be a teacher, number right. one. Well, my kid's coming back to school and he ain't doing fucking math the way you guys do it. That I can tell you right now. He's not doing I, that I, common core stuff. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't go to school to be a teacher. I didn't train to be a teacher. I, I don't want to be a teacher. Nobody, nobody that's not a teacher wants to be. So I don't want to hear, you know, now you know how we feel when we're teaching all these kids. That's great. But that's the job you wanted to do. And right now you're not really doing it. You're really not. If if you're going to hide behind your union, right? If you truly have some respect for yourself and you want to help the kids that are out there, then speak up somebody right because the governors of the states that are are still in lockdown what do they care their kids are in private school their kids are going to school 
you know, there was a little California governor. Oh, he went to dinner after he told everyone to lock down and right. don't wear and wear masks. Do as I that. do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. What's good enough for thee is not good enough for me. Right. Kind of attitude. Yeah. It's horrible. No, it's I, a horrible it. attitude. Well, so what does that mean exactly? Does that mean that you don't believe in the, the, the things that you're stating? Probably not. Yeah, it's pro- just a power trip. Correct. I think everyone's on a power trip, but I think we need to get back to the science of it as a as a discussion. I think that's been lost over the course of the last three months. There's been no there's no science in the in the discussion anymore. It's do what I say because I said it. Period. Or I will be mad at you, or you'll be harmed in some way. Not necessarily physically, but I mean financially. You know, you wouldn't necessarily be beaten up or something i'm saying that they'll take your business or they'll take your money or whatever you know instead of looking at the science of how this works i mean the the jamma network posted an article way back in july about how to reopen schools and this was obviously july summertime before schools even started right yeah peak at the peak peak right our peak of our whatever peak of the infection rates yeah. So they said, although childcare is not the primary function of schools, the experiences of families and communities during the school closures during the spring of 2020 make clear that schools serve a very important role in providing a safe and nurturing space for children while their caregivers work. Yeah. Hmm. It's important. And listen, you you know you said you know there's people, maybe the parents are are not working and they're home and the kids are home and you know abuse goes up. There also can be parents that are still working mm-hmm. that are home working from home, right? And now our abuse goes up because they've they've they're seeing way more of each other than they would like to. Correct. You know, there's lots of people out there that that uh, sit there and like I'll use my, I'll use me as an example. You know, my wife works from home. (laughs) I, you know, I had, you know, I, I work three days a week. Mm -hmm. I'm off for four days. Two of those days I'm off during the day by myself. Kids are at school. I'm home. My wife's at work. It's it's Ron's freedom time. (laughs) Yeah. Now that has been, it was, that has been gone since March. <laughs> so I can relate to a family that really wasn't together. They were together, but they weren't as close as they are now. And I can relate to the frustrations that people have. Right. When having to deal with, maybe you have a type A wife or maybe you have a type Maybe you're a type A person, but your you, your counter was the opposite of you. Well, and and we're looking at it from a really distorted perspective, in my opinion, because we both have homes. Imagine being a single parent in an apartment with a kid, and you are the provider. Who's going to watch your kid? When you go to school. So what? You have to now quit your job. I I know that was a big concern at, in the beginning, especially from nursing. There's a lot of single parents out there as nurses, women as nurses. The hospitals missed a great opportunity to develop an in 
in hospital, like, uh, you want to say child care or something? Yeah, like in hospital child care, 24 hours a day. They missed a great opportunity there because if you had that, there are hospitals that provide that service. You would then guarantee that you'd keep that nurse there. We there was discussion at our hospital about about doing something like that. Okay, but there was other people that came up and 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 came in and helped. Not necessarily from the hospital standpoint, because mm-hmm. the concern from the I would think the concern from the hospital standpoint is really where you're going to put the the kids, and you know you're still dealing with. You figure the highest percentage of covid is going to be at a hospital than right. it would be anywhere else well okay but there's different air systems in the hospital like so this jamma network article for schools it talks about that um when similarly research is needed in the role of reopening schools and contributing to community spread the potential risk for airborne transmission of SARS-CoV-2 known as COVID-19 and the relative effectiveness of strategies for mitigating the spread of SARS-CoV-2 these research questions should be addressed concomitantly with the process of reopening schools. No one's even discussed it. Nope. There's no... Now, don't get me wrong. There's a cost associated with creating air purification systems that truly clean the air. Like if... And this, like I've said from the beginning, this is airborne. So that being said, there's an expense to the schools for reopening, but you're not dealing with elderly yeah. people you're dealing with the lowest risk population the absolute 100 percent lowest risk out there but what was the one thing that you said i said a lot i don't know that is the would be the reason why they're not looking into it cost or there you go <laughs> there you go it's all about the money is what you're saying is that what you're telling me and uh, that's the that's the biggest that's one of the bigger pro- problems we have how dare you <laughs> just saying the money it's all about the money so safety so the, i want to protect myself protect my family i also want to get, get paid and i and i need my money where's my obama money <laughs> fuck obama money I, I i'll tell you this i didn't realize how antisocial i was until there was a global pandemic and my life didn't change <laughs> I honestly don't do shit. Uh, I don't. I don't see anybody. I don't go anywhere. I never go out to eat. I don't talk to anyone. So I argue these things from the from an awkward position because not everything could close because I'd probably be really upset if like Home Depot and Lowe's if I couldn't get stuff because I do things around the house. Yeah, but you know if they if they close all the restaurants, it sucks from the perspective of these businesses are being shut down, lives are being put you know out, and businesses are not going to be open anymore and they're going bankrupt and people's or you know people are upset i get that but it it's not going to negatively affect me in this fact that i wasn't eating there anyway you yeah. know i got and i wasn't i was not only was i not supporting the business but i wasn't benefiting from it either do so, you do you or your wife maybe more so your wife because you're always working mm-hmm. you feel like you have to support some of these businesses now i think it's incumbent upon me to do so yeah i will yeah. support more small businesses than large businesses if i can absolutely yeah, because you know amazon made they doubled their net worth <laughs> during this whole thing of course you know uh, walmart made billions target made billions 
and mom, pa kettle at their stores went out of business. Right. So, but the, but the problem is, is that now I can't get a hold of these little stores to even support them because they're shut down. Yeah. Or you're not allowed to go into them. Correct. And even though they have, you know, mask mandates in the state and every other stupid thing, again, masks, I, I'm not saying masks don't work. I'm saying random mask mandates that don't mandate specific styles, types, and functionality of masks don't work. Yeah. I think masks themselves are dumb. I think the mask thing would work if you put N95 masks and everyone got had to get fit tested to get them and you wore them the way they're intended to be worn and you shaved off all facial hair of everybody who had facial hair has to shave off their beards and shave off all their facial hair and to wear a freaking N95 mask to go to the store. Like you want to be that crazy about it? Sure, that might that might work. But again, if this is airborne, what does it matter? Yeah, it doesn't. So the schools need to spend money to get it open. The schools don't want to spend money, but the schools would, don't want to save it, kids. They want to like, let them yeah. get abused and beaten by their family members. Well, it's not that. I mean, the governor who has ultimate control of the budget and has to sit down with the state legislation to, to develop a budget needs to be developing or finding ways to pull money in or requesting from the government, from the federal government, mm-hmm. money to mitigate the, you know, to go through and figure out what's going on and what what where the priorities are needed. I think priority number one needs to be, and this is before this is regardless of vaccine, needs to be opening up the schools. It has to be. You know, there's 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 listen, there's nine year old kids and younger out there committing suicide. Seriously, yeah, like, I know, why I know. Is a nine year old have to worry and feel so bad that he doesn't want to be on this planet anymore. That's sad. It's freaking ridiculously sad. And, and our governor has said that that's bothered him. Great. It bothers all of us. Yeah. Now, what have you done to get through this process and put some sound, get some data. You have scientists supposedly working for you. All of them. (laughs) Right. And have a conversation. Listen, federal government is saying open the schools up from federal. There's a group of physicians. There's 30,000 doctors telling you you need to open schools up. There's 30,000 doctors and combo scientists. But I can, I kind of include medical professionals and scientists in the same category. Yeah. So, I mean, they're saying you need to open up schools. And not because they, I mean, these are people who have the ability to send their kids to private school, Right. So they have the funds. They're not saying it because they're feeling that, oh, my kid isn't in school because their kids are probably in school to some degree. Yeah. Right? You're talking to the, that's the top 15% or whatever wealthy groups of people that are advocating for the vast majority of schools to open. Because there's we are seeing the ramifications. I'm glad I don't work in pediatrics because I can't even fathom what it would be like to listen to a kid tell me stories about being raped by their uncle that's stuck at home with them because they, you know, are on lockdown from COVID. I can't even, it would break my heart. I don't even know what I would do. Yeah. I was sad the other day. My daughter, who's six, she talks to her neighbor friend, the girl who lives 
I don't know, a couple of doors down from us. And there's an empty space in between the houses. And there's a cinder block wall that separates my yard from this empty space. So the girls on FaceTime were going to meet at the wall so they didn't get COVID. My fucking six-year-old is talking to another six-year-old via FaceTime about meeting at a wall. Now, I don't come home and talk all about COVID to my family. This isn't the topic of discussion in our house, ever. I deal with it enough at work. I'm not talking about it at home. And I don't want my kids to just think about it all the time. But for whatever reason, between the internet and social media and YouTube videos and everything else that's going on in the world, my daughter thinks that she needs to stand at a wall and talk. Now, the other girl's mom was worried that she could get COVID because I work in a hospital and my daughter might be exposed to COVID. So she didn't want her daughter being next to my daughter. Oh, my God. So That's my daughter sat there for like 30 minutes and waited for her little friend to come to the other side of the wall so they could chat. This girl, all she wants to do is fucking have fun with people. She's a lover. She's a hugger. She wants to meet people. She talks to everyone she could possibly talk to. And this other little girl didn't come over. Now, did my daughter get mad at her? No. Was my daughter mad at the mom? No. She's like, oh, she couldn't come. Her mom wouldn't let her. That's okay. We can still talk on FaceTime. I'm like, what? what's going on in this fucking world right now? That's probably why I'm so pissed about the whole thing is because I'm watching my kids, my kids suffer on the other side. Now, am I abusing them? Hell no. But my kids are suffering. They're suffering because they're not interacting with other children. My kids are suffering because they're not learning in an appropriate manner. My kids are suffering horribly, and they're the lowest risk population. Does that mean that I think that I need to put a bunch of COVID-infected patients into a nursing home with a bunch of other non-COVID-infected patients without negative pressure rooms? No, I am not Cuomo. I don't want to fucking kill people, right? Mm -hmm. I think we need to protect our elderly. But on the flip side, I want to... I really want to defend the children, my children, anyone's children, because the more I see in the data, the more I'm understanding that these poor kids are being abused, beaten, you know, molested. The the numbers, people, if people looked up the numbers, and you don't have to believe me, for all my listeners, you don't have to believe me. You can easily go to the internet and find the data. The number, the numbers are crazy high compared to what they used to be, and it's not. It's not because there's some random thing happened. It's because everyone's under lockdown. Now, really quick, on the mask thing, do you know what's really fucked up? Is that, remember when masks were PPE, personal protective equipment, back in March? Yeah. We don't have enough PPE for the nurses, so we're not doing masks. We need to do masks. The CDC has come out about opening schools, and they said that, you got to teach and reinforce the use of masks because the use of masks is one of many important mitigation strategies to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Masks are not personal protective equipment. Oh. Masks are meant to protect other people in case the wearer is unknowingly infected and has no symptoms. So I've said this from the fucking beginning. We went from masks protect me from other people to now my mask protects you. So guess what? I'm going to start slapping French fries out of people's hands 
I'm going to fucking tackle people that are smoking and take their cigarettes, smash them, because I'm protecting you from you, right? This is dumb. It's just become stupid. I'm losing my mind seeing this shit. Rational yeah. people are having a hard time. Yeah, it's 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 the way of the future. It's 2020. I'm hoping 2021's a lot better. It, 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 listen, I would it, like to it, say it can't it, get worse, but that I'm afraid that society is going to take that as a as a you know a, a challenge, and I don't want that to be a challenge. Like they'll make it worse somehow. No, I'm, I mean you're right. Everything you've said is exactly how I feel. Like I was talking to one of my coworkers the other like couple weeks ago, and we were. She was saying to me like, "Oh, you know, it's a good thing I don't have children." Uh, young children like you, you know, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't want them to go to school. Then, you know, what if they catch it? And da, da, da. I'm like, I but see, I think differently than this person. Right. I'm like, I want them to go to school. Right. And I'm okay if they catch it. Yeah. I really am. Right. My mom I, put I, me you know, in. A, you know what's sad? Hold bunch on. Of you know what's sad? Chicken pox. Fa- to get chicken huh? pox. My mom put me in a class full of kids to get chicken pox when I was a kid. Yeah, right. You pushed your they kid to get you. fucking chicken pox. You're like, go get chicken pox, son. Go play with the sick kids. Enjoy your life. Lick that what, wound. Get chicken pox. What's sad to me is that I have to say something like that, and then I have to feel bad about saying something like that, even though we know the truth is they need to get out and they need to get into school. And listen, if your kid has you know symptoms, cough, cold, fever, body ache, whatever, keep them home. Just like anything. Just like anything. But no, I got I have to take the step forward and be the one making the statement of, I need my kids to go to school. They need to go to school. They have to go to school. It's important for them. Yeah. Not because I need them to go to school because I need my Monday and my Tuesday to myself. It's, this isn't about me wanting to have two days off without anybody home. This is me because I can see the effects that it's having on my child. Dude, you it broke my you, heart watching her sit at that wall. It broke correct. my heart. So you mentioned that, you know, Tyler, you mentioned that you're not having, you know, you're, you're, you don't, you come home and you don't talk COVID with your family. Right. I get it. Right. I, I do too. My wife will ask me how many, you know, the only thing she, she asks every morning is how, how bad is it? How right. many people are in the hospital? Right. That's about it. But the the sad reality of it is every time your wife and your children go out and leave the house, mm-hmm. they don't have to talk COVID. All it's put on your mask. Do you got your mask? We're going to be going into McDonald's. You need your mask on. Oh, guess what? Hey, let's go ice skating today. You need your mask to go ice skating. That's the reality of it. You she want, My daughter away. wanted a damn mask for her birthday. She just had a birthday. She wanted a mask for it. She asked for a fucking, like, really? My, my point, though, is you don't have to ask, you don't have to have any conversation about COVID because it's thrown in their face every day that they leave the, your home because they have to put a Well, and they don't leave. I mean, down. honestly, my, my family, we're hermits, really. I mean, we were hermits before. This just I understand. But, but, dude, seriously, any to the grocery store, anywhere that they, if your kids tagged along, they got to wear a mask. Correct. No, I know. Once again, is what we said in previous episodes. 
the, the mask isn't there to protect anybody. The mask is there. So that per that Karen in the, in the grocery store can see that your family is compliant and that's all it is. We don't make the kids wear masks to stop the flu and the flu kills kids, not adults. Yeah. The flu kills more children than killing elderly people. And yet COVID just kills elderly people. The flu right now is not bad. Like I think we've had two flu cases so far Two. but have they tested for flu? Yeah. Okay, they're they're doing sw- nasal swabs and running flu A and B tests. Correct. Yeah, I I question that. Here's I question the, thing, the, the quantity of testing they're doing for flu because you stub your toe, it's fucking COVID right now. But here's the thing: you stub though. your toe, COVID. I don't suspect that flu is going to be an issue this year. We're social distancing. We're wearing a mask. We're doing things that we are doing for the COVID. I think flu is going to be. At a and at a, I think flu is going to be low this year. Personally, I think flu cases is not going to be the issue. Really, you think so? Or, or like you're saying right now, is that well, why test for flu when you could just test for COVID? It pays more anyways, right? Yeah, right. So if we get a positive COVID test, then ding ding ding, we get the we get the thirty eight thousand dollars or whatever the number is, right? I can tell you that that's not how my hospital sees it. Right. I know that our tests now currently, I think we're one of the few hospitals that can run COVID and influenza AB all in the same swab. Okay. that's Well, that's think, good. I'm laughing though, because I'm looking at the CDC's data and cumulative data since, since September 27th, 2020. So what does that mean? Since or till... It's hard to say. Um, 232,000 specimens tested for flu. 232,000 tested. We've tested 15 million people for COVID. So no one's tested for flu. And how many were positive influenza? Uh, 0.2%. 0.2. Well, 10% would be 23,000. So like 2,000 out of the point, no, 0.2%, not 0.2, just 0.2%, one fifth of a percent. Yeah. Now, in, in 2019 20, that winter, there was 38 million illnesses, 18 million medical visits, and 405,000 hospitalizations, and 22,000 deaths from the flu last winter. Mm-hmm. This winter, they, there's not 38 million illnesses for flu because they've only tested 230,000 people. That's Everyone's that's COVID. Right. And I think, like I said, my feeling is on the whole flu thing, because we know how it transmits. Mm-hmm. I think we're socially distancing. We're using hand sanitizer like it's going out of business. Yeah, everyone, everyone who makes a liquid product now makes hand sanitizer. We're wearing masks. I don't think flu is going to be a problem this year. What I think is, yeah, obviously COVID is. Yeah, right. It would make, make total sense that COVID is airborne, which would explain, you know, listen, if, if the mask mandate has been so good, then why are we having increased numbers of COVID? So there's a, 
I can't find it right now, but I read it last night and I can't get to it right in this second. But there's a website, I think it's, I want to say it's Dartmouth, so I'm going to say it's Dartmouth, but it might not be Dartmouth. There's a college that's doing um, all of the numbers. They're actually explaining mask, your the mask utilization percentage in a specific area. So you can go to this website. I'm trying to find it while we're talking. It's called the Delphi team. Um, and you can look, like I'm looking at Clark County right now. Clark County, Nevada, which is where we live, 91% compliant with mask utilization. 91%. People have said, people in the media, uh, presidents and uh, politicians and scientists and media people have all said, if we could just get 80% or 85% you know, mask utilization, we could stop the spread of COVID. Well, we're supposedly 91% compliant in Clark County. And the numbers are going up, right? So Utah says they're 71% compliant. Arizona says it's 75. San Bernardino County, California, population 2.18 million people are 91% compliant of people wearing masks. Now, how they acquire this data, I can't answer. Right? Maybe they're maybe they're all tapped into our phones and they're looking at it. Anyway, I don't know. But they're somehow they got this data. So if they're ninety one percent compliant, why is their numbers going up? Correct. Because the masks aren't the answer. I mean, they might be for sick people. That's fine. But it won't. I I go into the hospital and they test my temperature. My temperature. Every time I'm in there, I should be dead because my temperature is like fucking 95 or 92 degrees mm-hmm. or some shit. Oh, you don't have a temperature. No doubt, idiot, because nobody has a temperature with your thermometer. I should be I should be on a backboard and getting rewarmed right now. I'm hypothermic according to your thermometer. That's like I, I, I came into my hospital and uh, she takes my temperature and I'm like, yeah, I have no symptoms. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, you already you already know what I'm going to ask." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I have no symptoms." Because you asked it oh, like, well, an hour ago. But but do you have a cough or a fever, or not a fever? Do you have a cough or body aches though? And I'm like, those are symptoms which I said I do not have. The problem is, is that those people aren't medically trained. They're just robots. They're security. They're minimum wage robots doing a minimum wage job to just be in the way. We can't. So you tell me we can't trust nursing staff to call off and say I'm sick. I don't want to come in. We can't trust medical staff to call in and say I don't want to put my patients at risk. I signed. I I did this Hippocratic oath thing. I don't want to harm people. But if I have COVID, I'm going to come infect people in the hospital. Really, that's that's what they think of us in the hospital. Yeah. That's how they believe that we're functioning. We would just keep showing up sick. Like we're acutely aware of the fact that this is a thing. I'm not dis- people have this quote unquote friend of mine who got really upset with me the other day because I said that it's all about control, right? Kind of what we've been talking about. 
So it's all about control. It's not about protecting people. And she's like, F you. And you're an idiot. You're an asshole. I don't want to be friends with you anymore. And I hope you die. And like, I got all mad at me, right? You're a horrible human being. You suck. And you don't know what we're dealing with. Like, I do. She's like, you're not in the trenches anymore. As if she's jealous that I'm a nurse practitioner or something. But I am in the trenches because I see patients every day. I see patients in the hospital. I see patients in my office. I see patients that are very scared of this disease. I see patients of, and family members that have lost very close relatives, husbands, wives, uncles, aunts, grandmothers, brothers, sisters. They've lost family members that are close to them. I am not discounting the fact that this is a virus and it's killing people. I'm questioning, are, are we truly being effective with our stupid lockdown measures and are we being effective with the mask mandate and are we being effective in the way in which we're protecting the people who are most vulnerable yeah why why is that why am i an asshole for asking that question i don't we know we know people we know we personally know people that have passed yes absolutely i've had friends that have died nursing friends that have died because of covid doesn't change the question doesn't change my desire to want to know are we so if i do a chest compressions on a patient they die in the hospital am i just going to walk away from that and be like all right guys we'll see you on the next one good luck to everybody have a great day thanks for coming no we get everyone together we say what did we do right what did we do wrong what -hmm. can we do better as a team as a group of medical professionals that came together for this particular patient they passed away. What what can we do to be better at our jobs? We question that all the time. And right now, because it's very difficult for rational people, we're not questioning anything. It's just, you do what I say to do because I said to do it. And that's not science. That's not scientific at all. That's the that's the epitome of not of the opposite of science. Well, just like your friend. Or your ex friend, I guess. I guess I'm not a friend now. <laughs> just the fact that just the fact that she you know, that you're being attacked on on something that is so, you know, really? Yeah. Like like you're not you're listen, we're not disseminating any information that isn't already that you can't find. We're not making shit up in our head. No. It's out there. The question is, do you want to find it or not? Well, we're not going down rabbit holes of of conspiracy theory or anything like that. Listen, you you asked me a question. Do I think we, do I think frontline workers should get the shot? I don't know. Should I? I I, I don't want to. Not right now. Well, what's that and, old what's that old saying? Like, There's nothing quite as frightening as someone who thinks they know everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> those are the one, those are the people that will never ask the questions. There's I'm scared of those people. Like, um, listen, to get, you know, get back to, to just not taking the shot. Even if you took the shot, so you're going from your death. So death rate is at 99.0%, mm-hmm. meaning you'll live 99.9, You get COVID. There's like a less than 1% chance you'll die. From the now, disease. Yeah. And then when you take the shot, now it's less than, now it's less than one, it's less than one percent, it's one tenth percent. So you didn't even, 
So you go from 99 statistically, to 99. Statistically, you didn't benefit yourself at all. We're talking about 0.9. That's all we're talking about. I understand. 9. I get it. But you're not even. And that 0.9 is big. I mean, don't get me wrong. Is it, it sounds though? like a small number. Is it big? But it's, that doesn't sound big to me. It sounds like a, a small number. If you, well, if you take that 0.9 and spread it over three, 350 million people, it's quite a big number that potentially would not die from the disease versus die from the disease. Okay. But what if. But it doesn't mean that it's not going to go like, oh, I get the shot. It goes away. For all you know, who's to say that it doesn't take? Do you do you now just stop wearing masks because you had the shot? Well, no, you're not going to stop wearing masks. You think they're going to shut the mask thing off? Correct. That's the unfortunate. That's the unfortunate thing about this whole thing. They're not going to stop the mask. Masks are here to stay. And I'm going to then have some kind of, you know, barcode that I can scan to get into restaurants because I had the shot. It doesn't mean that I can stop wearing masks. Right. So if I start walking around with no mask, people are going to be like, did you get the shot? Why are you not wearing a mask? Once again, I still have a 0.1% chance of dying from the disease, meaning I still have, I still have 90, I still have a hundred percent chance of catching it. <laughs> now that's taking into account all age groups. We haven't even fractioned out the 75 and older category. Yeah. So the CDC says that 75 to 84 year olds are 220 times higher potential of dying from COVID than their comparison group, which was in the 18 to 29 year olds. 85 plus is 630 times higher risk of death. 600. That's pretty high odds. Yeah. If if, we live in Vegas, if there was a 630 times chance of me winning playing blackjack, I would be playing a lot more blackjack. Yeah, this isn't blackjack, though. No, I understand, but I'd be making a lot more money 630 times. So why am I putting these 85-year-old patients at risk and making them go to the grocery store? Making Like, why are we not providing services for these people that allow them to exist? Like, if we want to protect people, yeah. I get it. Let's find a way to protect the at-risk population. I don't know that we've done this correctly. I think we need to look at because this is going to happen again. There's going to be another pandemic. There's going to be another airborne something, and it's going to cause panic in the streets and we're going to all freak out and have problems this is going to happen again so if we're not discussing the potentials of what we do moving forward then i think we're doing society and science a disservice now i'm just one guy you're one so we're two guys in a group of 330 million people discussing it right but i think we're two people who are discussing in a very small percentage of the population that discussing the potentials of difference in how we treat this. It's no different to me than if we were treating heart disease or if we were treating high cholesterol, you know, yes, there's a consensus. There's an idea that statins are the answer, but what if I have a high cholesterol because I eat, you know, a high fat foods because I eat, I do keto and I'm a lean mass hyper responder and I have absolutely no coronary artery disease in my, in my coronaries and my calcium score is zero but I have a 300 LDL. Do I need to be on statins? There's a group of people that will tell you no. American College of Cardiology would say, absolutely, you must be on statins. You're going to die tomorrow. 
because your numbers are so high. So do we treat the patient or do we treat the number? When I was a paramedic, we didn't treat the number, we treated the patient. And as a nurse, you don't go running in the room and be like, the patient's coding, get the crash cart. And the patient's like, what, are you, what do you mean I'm coding? I'm fine. I just unplugged my leads. Like mm-hmm. I, unplug, I No, shock him. No, he's talking to you. Stop. Stop touching him. Like he's fine. Just plug his leads back in. No, no, the monitor says he's coding. We're going to code this guy. That's not how it works. So why are we looking at the numbers and freaking out? We need to be looking at how do we move forward and actually fix the problems that we have, but no one wants to see the problems. Everyone says that we're doing right. Oh, we're saving the world. We're all wearing masks. And everyone's happy, except for those dead people over there. But the rest of you are happy. (laughs) Yeah, it's not those. I mean, not everyone's happy. There's some people that died, unfortunately, and it's fucking horrible. But you know what? People are gonna pass away. No one stops making sugary foods. Cigarettes are still available. Alcohol is still purchasable. You can still. As drink. a matter of fact, in Oregon, you can you can get mushrooms and weed. Oh yeah! Congratulations to drugs, by the way, for winning the war on drugs. Um, in Washington and Oregon, isn't isn't like you can have cocaine and uh, mushrooms and and heroin for personal use, and it's not illegal anymore. Yeah, yep. Oh, well, you gotta congrats. I mean, the drugs were really they stuck to it. You know, they stuck to their guns, and they wanted to mm-hmm. win that war. You know, it's been a war since for forty years now. War on drugs, and drugs won. Congratulations, you. Uh, There's a war of attrition, I guess. And the drugs just <laughs> stuck it out longer than the DEA. All right. Well, we'll be back with a big story coming out of the hospital with some details that have been, we've been misled here at Medically Unbiased, maybe a little possibly. So we're going to discuss that here in a few minutes. Medically unbiased. Look, I don't know how to operate buttons. Don't judge me, okay? <laughs> yeah, right? I, I'm telling you, I, I, it's a buttons thing. Loosen up the buttons, right? So what's, uh, what's, uh, so what's the story? Yeah, what's the story? So Fill me in. A while back, we did a podcast about... Uh, Nurses not getting masks, not being provided with <laughs> PPE. The CDC says it's not, but it is. Anyway, so the hospital, I, I contacted the hospital and I asked, I said, during this time frame, um, I just took it on faith. This person was telling, this nurse that I knew was telling me the whole story. 
And so I decided to reach out. I had I had two people contact me individually. They messaged me through social media and they said, I listened to your podcast and I was very thankful because now I've got three listeners, right? That's cool. Yay. Yay. Thank you, listeners. Um, so they told me that the the woman named Geo on my podcast, they told me that her data was inaccurate. And I said, what do you mean? And they said that they were always allowed to get as many masks as they wanted. So then I contacted the hospital and I told them I was with a podcast and I had questions. And three or four days later, a lady contacted me back, said she wasn't at liberty to discuss a lot of stuff. And I said, I don't want details on who got what. I just want to know. I'm being told, I'm being told by staff within the hospital, uh, a staff member within the hospital that um, they weren't allowed to get PPE early on in the pandemic. And she proceeded to explain to me that early on the pandemic, there was lots of equipment went missing equipment as in PPE gloves, uh, masks, uh, gowns, boxes of them went missing and she wasn't accusing anybody. She didn't say anything. She just said that they were, they were not there. So it could have even been floors. I, I could believe this to be the case is that floors may have uh, hid boxes in, you know, there's cupboards everywhere on the floors. They might have yeah. hid by for fear that they wouldn't have enough for their unit. So they hit like, not, I'm not saying that nurses stole them, took them home and kept them to themselves. That's not what I'm accusing anybody of, nor was this person I spoke to at the hospital. Um, it was just said that, this stuff was disappearing at a rate not seen before. So what the hospital did is they created a, a, I think they call it a store. So they created a, like a PPE centralized PPE location that people could come to and get a new mask and you could get a new mask. Anytime you wanted a mask, you just had to come down and grab it or send someone from your unit to come get it for you. Or in a lot of cases, it would even be delivered to units that couldn't come down like ICU nurses and this person's an ICU nurse. So I've been informed that this person is a member of the, like a union of the nursing union and is very adamant and they're trying to fight for nursing rights and they're striking. Well, she didn't call it a strike. She called it a work stoppage or something walkout. Um, but not a strike. Uh, you know, show a force kind of thing that, Hey, we're here and we're going to fight for our rights. And I also found that the person that was talking on the TV station is not a full-time employee. There's a, there was a nurse talking on TV. She's not a full-time nurse there. She works part-time. She works like one day a week. Um, but she was the voice of the nursing staff in the facility and I found that the vast majority of nurses in the facility don't actually believe this. They felt very supported by management. You know, the two people who reached out to me, put me in contact with a third person. That person was a respiratory therapist. And they were telling me that they felt very supported by the hospital. And I said, look, I'm not going to put your name out there. You can be honest with me. If you, I just need to know if this story is true. Was this happening? And they were adamant that it wasn't. They said things were difficult. They had to then, they couldn't just, like they used to just grab, because so people who don't know, 
every room used to have this box on the outside of the room. And in that box was a box of masks, a box of different size gloves. There was a small, medium and large gloves in most places. Um, unless the unit was full of female nurses, then it's two smalls and a medium box. And I never had large. Anyway, the point that's me being bitching about that, but whatever. So there was gloves and there was also, uh, gowns, right? So disposable gowns in all these boxes. And there was one of those in literally every single ICU room. When I worked ICU, there's one available in every ICU room at right on the front door. Sometimes you used it. Sometimes you didn't depending on who was in the room. Was the person really sick? Did they have C. diff or whatever? After COVID, that all went away. So now the people who are like, you've worked there 20 years or 15 years, whatever you've done, and you're used to function, and then all of a sudden the hospital changes it. <laughs> Nurses don't like change, first of all. We hate change, yeah. right? Yeah. So I need to correct the story because I think it's only fair and balanced that we get the other side of it. Now, nobody wanted to come on the podcast. I've offered numerous times. I've messaged the hospital numerous times through email, um, and they, they've declined. They said, you know, thank you, no, the first time, and then they just didn't respond the other four or three. <laughs> um, so I've asked. No one wants to come on, and no one wants to talk about it. But it's funny to me that so many people reached out to me after that podcast and said, or they after they heard that podcast and said that it wasn't true. That the hospital was actually now other hospitals. I know the other hospitals are doing weird stuff. Like they're making their employees put their N95 masks in a fucking paper bag. And then they're, I guess they're putting that heating it up to a specific temperature and then putting the mask back in the dirty paper bag because they're not, you can't heat the paper bag up because the paper bag will burn at the temperatures that they're cooking the mask at. <laughs> so, I don't know, stupid. Yeah, but, I've heard those stories too. Yeah, I've actually seen it. I've seen the paper bags and I've seen the masks and I've seen weird stuff. I saw one hospital had a had a bunch of you know those floor fans that like dry floors after you wax the floor. They're low yeah. to the ground, so they had one of those fans in every room, and then they had unscrewed the window and got rid of the silicone so they could crack the window. And then they had taken a uh, plastic tubing from construction or whatever. And they put that taped it to the fan and then it blows out the window. And it looks like one of those, you know, at the gas station, the guys that are bouncing up and down and the, the sock guys. Yeah. <laughs> the dancing, <laughs> you know, the I'm tall, I'm short, I'm wide. Like, and the arms are waving around. So that's just blowing out into the atmosphere from this room. I've that's seen scary. I've seen some weird shit. But the point is, is that this person was not one hundred percent truthful with me, and I I apologize to my listeners if uh, you took it. At, I took it at face value too. I took it that they were being straight with me, and it turns out that they had an agenda. So whatever. But now everyone's aware, and we've got both sides of the story now, which is good, right? Yes, because we are medically unbiased. Well, we want to be unbiased, but I really want to be honest. I want to be honest with everybody and talk to, you know, the truth about what's happening out there. So I need yeah. to I need to also send a shout out, by the way. So Christy Bird is our first retweet, and I have to say thank you, Christy. That was awesome. 
So she retweeted our podcast that was on a couple times ago, a couple podcasts ago, outlining the whole entire timeline of COVID. And uh, so thank you for doing that. I really appreciate it. Uh, you'll be getting something in the mail. Just kidding. You won't. Uh, something in the Twitter mail says thank you. Uh, I don't have your address. I don't no, know. it was nice. It, you know, at least what we were talking about, which we were pulling the actual like I had the WHO timeline mm-hmm. and you had all the timelines through various uh, news sources. What a pain in the neck, man. It was hard to find data. A lot of things are hidden. Yeah. It depends on where you go, right? Mm-hmm. If you're looking things up through Google, you may not see everything. But uh, Al Jazeera seemed pretty accurate. Yeah. Iron, ironically. Eh. And we only got up to like, I don't know, August, I think. I don't even so, know if we went that far. I think we might have made it to like May. <laughs> okay, maybe May. Yeah. But, you know, even just, even in the beginning of the timeline, there were discrepancies. Yes. That we that we saw that was pretty interesting. And none of it, none of it is being like, like oh, well, that was in the past. Yeah. No, because it makes, it makes more sense. You know, um, I, I don't know if you've heard of this, though. Uh, one of my buddies sent me a, a message the other day saying that there's a news reporter claiming that um, people, I don't know who's doing it. I have not looked it up to confirm, but I want to just mention it. There's a news reporter claiming that there are people or somebody is is looking at blood that has been collected, you know, like bl- through blood bank and whatever. Okay. Prior to December. Okay looking for an, uh, antibodies, COVID-19 antibodies, and supposedly they're finding it. Oh, wow. That doesn't surprise me. Which I think me. was, what was that? It doesn't surprise me because we kind of highlighted the fact that that's possible. That's plausible. We we did, but man, or or maybe it was, you know, blood bank or samples or, you know, because samples are kept frozen for long periods of time. Yeah. But what what's really interesting is if there are, blood samples out there that have been collected say in May and June of 2019 that shows antibodies of COVID-19. I mean, that's a huge story. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And the reason why that's huge is because there was a pandemic or there was a outbreak or let's say there was was an an epidemic, epidemic. right? There was an epidemic in In China, China, Six months prior, potentially, of anybody knowing anything about it. Well, they knew. They just didn't say. I anybody mean, outside of China knowing about it. True. Right. So, and I they mean, didn't and say. That's, and that's and they how manipulated. That's, that's a, I don't know. I think that's maybe a stretch, in my opinion. I think, they're, it, just, I think it happened I earlier than they're saying it did, but I don't know that it happened in May. I don't know. I, 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 that's what I'm saying. I would like to read more about, I need to look up more about okay. this whole. So we'll get up, bring it to the next show and then we'll have the data. Right. Cause I don't yeah. want to just wax poetic about guesswork. You know, I just think I'm just throwing it out. There is something that we should look for. We should yeah. look into for the next episode. It seems really interesting. Yeah. And it's, it's actually, I think it's so interesting that I, why, you know, why haven't we been looking into that? Well, like I've said, we didn't look into the people who've been exposed in high quantity to COVID. People who live with a, have a spouse 
who got sick with COVID and they were super sick and the spouse, the husband, wife, whatever, didn't get COVID. Why are we not yeah. taking that person apart, like figuratively, and finding out because what precluded them from getting COVID? What prevented them from getting this disease? Virus. Yeah. Especially when they don't show any antibodies. Correct. Say the wife or whoever, the husband wife has the antibodies, and then the rest of the family has no antibodies. Correct. But And none of them have caught COVID. Or potentially can or will. That's the stuff that's interesting. And none of that is even being talked about, I don't think. No, not at all. So yeah, we'll we'll bring we'll bring some of that okay. spice to next week's episode. Cool. Of medically unbiased. Well, let's see if I could piss off more Twitter people out there. You know, I want to just make sure that everyone knows our, our it's medicallyunbiased.com. It's a website. You can email me at info at medically unbiased. And you can find us on Twitter. Medically unbiased. It's kind of funny. It's the same name. Um, so check us out. Message us. Tell us how wrong we are. Tell us how right we are. And uh, email me and tell me you hate this show. I want I want to know how many people of you hate this show. Because then I know I'm effective. You know, I'm, I got the right people listening. And we're doing a good job. The more people that hate us, the more people that talk about us. Because no one talks about good stuff. We only talk about bad stuff in 2020. So I want the people that hate me to email me. Please do info at medicallyunbiased.com. That's with a, it's dot com for you idiots out there. So send me some email, some hate mail. I want to hear it. And then we'll chat next week. Sound good? Sounds great. All right. You've been listening to Medically Unbiased. Visit our website at medicallyunbiased.com. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Medically Unbiased. Listening to this podcast does not create a doctor-patient relationship. The Medically Unbiased podcast is for general information purposes only. Thanks for listening.